Your radio is the perfect location. You don't have to miss the game at all. Make a note of the time and the station. We're gonna broadcast basketball. Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. 60 minutes of audio on the internet. And now, to start things off, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man. From the bowels of NWCZ Studio, ladies and gentlemen, let's get Ready to rumble! Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world wide web. It's Spud Goodman! Greetings. I am Spud Goodman. Welcome to my little radio show. I can't make any promises here, but there's a chance you'll actually enjoy yourself and not feel like, you know, you just wasted a small chunk of time in your life i can't guarantee though you're not going to feel cheated after the show's over because the truth is we both know you're never ever going to get back your time invested listening here so please Hmm. just roll the dice and give us a shot you know you may look back and feel that that was one of maybe one of your better decisions you've ever made or not like i said time will tell now i need to announce my longtime co-host mr chick hunter who's with me as always hello everybody I may be biased here, but I say, roll the dice and give us a chance. Sure, you have a lot of other options to entertain yourself, but the Spud Goodman Show is a handmade, 100% organic program made weekly just for you. Right, Spud? That's what I was supposed to say, correct? Well, you, you kind of hammered it, really? but I guess it's going to suffice. Can I get another take? Okay, now let's get moving here. The show tonight is, you know... No, wait, 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 Spud, but before we get into the show, I really needed to talk to you about something. I know you are probably not going to like this, but... If I'm not going to like this, then I suggest you edit yourself before you say something that could make me unhappy. You know you don't want to make me unhappy, right? That would not be a good thing while I'm working here, so save it till we're off the air. You see, that's just it. You would just take off on a huff if I did that. I decided that the best time to do this is when we are on the air, because that would ensure that you would have to sit here and listen to what the people that care for you have to say. What? Spud, it's time. It's it's time. You for face, what? You face, it's time you face up to the truth. I, or we, all feel, if, if you don't admit you have a problem, then you could experience some serious health issues. Okay. You're referring... To my love of corn nuts, right? And I, I know I know they're really high in cholesterol, but I love them. And what can I say? I mean, they may smell kind of funky too. Mm-hmm. If you open up, you know, open them up in a crowded space or a car or Don't something. Do that. I mean, but there are worse smells. You know, people need to be more tolerant. No, I'm not talking about your love of corn nuts. But now that you mention it, after you go through a couple of bags in the car, it does make me a little nauseous when we're moving. No, no Spike. But what well, I, man up. What I and the others who are waiting to talk to you tonight are concerned about is your excessive consumption of. Pepto-Bismol. It's way out of hand, and something needs to be done now. 
Okay, so uh, uh, I've been going through maybe a few more bottles lately, okay? Big deal. I've been a little stressed, and it helps me out. Yeah, well, it's about all of us have read a bottle of Pepto-Bismol and the instructions on the back of the bottle, and you yeah. are not following the directions. I mean, you are really, really exceeding the recommended daily usage. It's dangerous, and it's got to <laughs> don't, stop. Don't be such a wuss. I know how to handle my Pepto. No one needs to be concerned about my use of it, okay? I'm a grown man. Oh. Pepto-Bismol special medicinal formula soothes both the stomach and lower digestive tract with a gentle coating action. Spud, 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 you are surrounded by people who love you and want what's best for you. On one, you're first. Do you have something you want to say? Uh, yeah, Spud, you know, we we think you're over-medicating yourself here. What? Uh, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong, uh, you know, going through a couple of bottles a week for personal enjoyment, but... I heard you were up to a bottle a day, and that's that's a whole lot of Pepto, dude, man. J- choose life. On one, I'm a bit surprised here. I mean, you're going all temperance movement on me. Uh, I-, I thought you were all about your body as your own business. Well, What's up? Uh, well, okay. With that. I, I really don't know if a bottle or two a day is really that big of a deal, but... Right. I mean, everyone else on the show is kind of freaked out, so I, I told them I'd talk to you about it. You know, you, you, you seem to what? be able to walk and what? talk okay now, so... That's you know, right. Rock on, man. Super. Oh, wow. Oh, that, that was helpful. Anna. All right. All Thank right. you. Remind me to not invite you to the next intervention. Okay. Boy. Right now, I need to play uh, some music. All right? I need some music badly. It, this, tonight, I'm going to be playing a legendary Seattle band that was led by the late Ian Fisher. Uh, we had Ian on the show way back. I guess we were on in Tacoma. I think it must have been like 87 or so. Ooh. Anyway, he had a great band. Yeah. Here are the Cowboys with Love Fingers.
is a Spud Goodman Show. Hey folks, this is Sam Kennison. Hey, didn't you die like 15 years ago? Yeah, I did. And the only thing that brings me back from the dead is to listen to Spud Goodman right here. You understand that, you whore? Oh, oh! <laughs> you can't joke about the f***ing dead. All right, please welcome a friend of the show, one of the all-time greatest coaches in NBA history and just a very cool dude. Please say hello to Mr. George Carl. How you doing? What's up, Seattle? What's going on up in the Northwest? Well, um, it's one of my favorite areas. My grandchildren are up there. My daughter's up there. So I'm going to come see you here in a few weeks. Super. Uh, okay, with me is my co-host, Mr. Chick Hunter. You can say one word, one word and only. Hola. Okay, there you go. Um, uh, so... Coach, instead of asking you up-to-the-minute stuff on the playoffs and that stuff, let's steer this thing in another direction. For for those who are listening in other parts of the country, because we're on a few other places, uh, who may not be aware of your career, you've won 1,131 games for five different teams. But, wow. but in the hearts of those here up in the Northwest, you will always just be the coach of the Seattle Supersonics. Uh, I mean, seriously, you you seriously, i got to say this, you let us taste the playoffs in each of your seven years here. You know, we've never experienced that with any any franchise in the history yes. of our, our area. You spoiled us. A belated thank you uh, for all the memories you gave us. Now I can get going, all right? Well, that was a great, great six and a half years. I had, I had, there's probably still my best memories are in Seattle and going to the finals and some of the great, great series that we had with Utah and had some disappointments in there, but uh, we had some good runs, too. Uh, yeah, well, my memories are positive. I know millions or hundreds of thousands or whatever number I want to toss out are, too, because we love you. So anyway, uh, dispensing with that, you're currently working for ESPN as an analyst. But, uh, you know, you're acknowledged as one of the most creative minds ever to coach the game. Uh, I'm a little bit of a hoop freak. In my opinion, you little. and Don Nelson were like two of the most fearless and gutsy coaches in league history. Seriously, though, you why, you would go small at the four and five at crucial times. You know, run traps that most pro teams would never do, and you played fast, really fast, even in the playoffs. So my question to you is, did you always know you were a hoop savant, even like at birth? <laughs> I probably learned it when I went to North Carolina. I mean, I... I, I thought I was a scorer in high school, and then when I got to college, I learned how to play point guard, and mm-hmm. I, I learned the, the, the coaching mentality of a game plan and strategizing and all that stuff. Probably started when I hurt my back. Mm-hmm. My freshman year in college, I had to spend a lot of film time in the film room with the coaches and talking about game planning. So that's kind of where I got into coaching, and I, I kind of knew then, in about freshman year in college, that I wanted to be a coach someday. Well... You uh, let's deal with Carolina. You played for the most, in my opinion, and opinion of most everybody, the most socially aware and politically brave college coach ever at North Carolina, Dean Smith. He was involved in the civil rights movement, other social issues over the years that I guess, let's face it, uh, coaches in other areas, even outside of the South, would never have touched. Was he a big influence on you, in, both on and off the court? Well, I think the compliment I, I say to Coach Smith all the time, he's a great basketball coach. He's a great he's a great teacher of the game of basketball, but I think he's a better teacher of being good men and, and being and raising leaders and being good people. I mean, his program not only do we have a lot of NBA guys and a lot of NBA coaches, we have a lot of doctors and lawyers mm-hmm. and Supreme Court justices and and you know we have a lot of citizens that graduated and played for coach smith that have gone on to be fantastic leaders of our community and our society and and without the game of basketball so i think you know coach smith 
you know, graduated in about 95, 98, maybe 99 percent of all his players. And it was always a student athlete process, and it was always team being more important than the individual. And cooperation and commitment and dedication and discipline, all those things were high words that were defined at a very strong and very positive level when we were in North Carolina. Okay. The world could use more Dean Smith, sounds like. Yeah. Do you still see sports as a mechanism to push along like a reluctant society towards social progress? I guess I guess we could use that like the recent Michael Sam situation in the NFL. It's it's pushing people along whether they like it or not. Well, I think I think any athlete or any coach has has an opportunity to be a spokesperson or an ambassador or a leader of, of, of commentary on, on whatever his advocacy wants to be. You know, for me it's since I've had cancer now twice. Right. You know, I'm pretty strong in trying to figure out how to how how to improve the health care systems of our country and also the the cancer care systems of our country and and I probably will do that all the way to my dying days, and because cancer has touched my family, not only myself, but my son has has had a thyroid cancer situation, and so it's very important to me, and that's kind of my advocacy for the for since I've had cancer. Yeah, you you, you both are obviously tough as nails. Are you, Kobe's playing. Is he playing in Germany now? Yeah, he's played in Germany. He's playing for a team called Ludwigsburg. And in fact, they lost the game yesterday. They were protesting that game in the playoffs against the number one team in Germany, um, um, Bayern, Bayern Munich. Their basketball team probably is not as good as their soccer team, but they're still a pretty good basketball team. Hmm. All right, super. I feel a sneeze coming on. I'm sorry. No, no, hold it. There'll be no sneezing in my interview. Shh. Well... Okay, I, I got to hit you with this question for up in the Northwest, us, uh, the citizens up here. Uh, we want to hear about this one. Do, do you think the NBA will be expanding anytime soon after they get that broadcasting contract concluded? Because, hand tent, we would, we would like a team again, you know? That'd be nice. Yeah. You know, I can only tell you the vibe or the gossip that I hear, and, and I think there's some positive energy in that direction. I know... Um, you know, every time a team sells, like Milwaukee sold just recently, and the amount of money that was raised there, I think there's always a, you know, owners kind of always look at that and say, well, is, there, is it time? Is there enough people out there that want to, you know, spend a lot of money to have a team in their city? And there's some cities that deserve them. Seattle's one. And, you know, I know people in Kansas City want a team. And, you know, I'm probably missing three or four cities that, well, really would like to have a team, and you know Sacramento fought hard for their team. So I don't know if the if the depth of talent is deep enough to expand, but in the same sense, you know our world now in basketball is run by the dollar, and, and when the dollar if the dollar says do it, they'll do it. Well, you know, Sean Sean Campbell's on the show uh, a while back and predicted that Seattle and Vegas would both get expansion franchises, and, and then we had Kevin Calabro on later, and he was kind of doubtful on Vegas. But like like Sean was saying, both would have there has to be two coming in. Is that your impression too? Not just one. I think they want to keep a balanced league as much as possible, keep the schedule balanced. You know, I'm an advocate of of making even you know, do away with divisions and just go with you know 30, 30 or thirty two teams and. Mm-hmm and do it that way rather than have divisions because there's no division rivalries anymore. Rivalries are based upon competition, usually in the playoffs. 
and we used to have the divisions and conferences because of travel. And now every every team has an airplane, and every team flies right after the game, and and so the travel is not as important. And I just think like this year, you had teams like you had teams like Minnesota and Phoenix, and and maybe even another team in the Western Conference that deserved to be in the playoffs that were better than the seventh eighth seeds in, in in the Eastern Conference. And I would like to see taking the Spud, the Spud, put down the Pepto. That's your second bottle during this one interview. Okay, Mom. Hey, I gotta ask you this. For someone who lives for teaching in a gym setting, uh, what do you use for an outlet right now until you get back, you know, and we know you're gonna be back soon. Do, do you find yourself correcting others in mundane activities like telling the mailman to pick up the pace or a waiter to change his footwork at the <laughs> table uh, fortunately i have have had the opportunity to spend some time with some teams you know consulting with some college teams and also oh, meeting with okay. some pro guys that come into denver and you know i love talking hoop i love drinking beers and, and drawing plays on napkins i like studying video you're the mad so scientist I miss all that stuff i miss the gym and i miss the the spirit of de- developing and devising a, a game plan and strategizing and ESPN has kept me, kind of kept me, kind of into that a little bit. You know, I do a lot of, I, I, I watch games every night. I don't, I don't study as much as I probably had in the past, but I still take notes and I still, I'm trying to figure out how to make, how the, if I get back in, which I do, I want, I do want to get back in the gym and, and when I get back in, hopefully I'll be ready to, to improve myself in some way, some, some fashion. I, I think winning eleven hundred games. I, I think I think you've got the recipe down pretty well. But Proof all is right, in the pudding. Well, what's? I'll ask you my money question. I know you got to get going here. So, but what's been your most memorable moment uh, to coaching and coaching to this point? I know there's a thousand. Just toss out just one. I think it's Game Seven against Utah, and in, in, yep. on that Sunday afternoon in Seattle. Yeah, I think mean, that game was not. It wasn't a pretty game, but it was an incredibly intense, incredibly competitive game. And, Probably my fondest memory of competition is the Seattle-Utah matchup that we played each other, what, three times in the playoffs? And, and was, how many times did we play each other and, and Sloan would make an adjustment, we would make an adjustment. And it just didn't seem like any team ever felt comfortable playing each other because we were so close and we competed so hard. Um, okay, l- last question, Coach. Um if you could step into a time tunnel and spend 24 hours as anyone in the history of the world, who would it be? For me, it'd be like James Naismith, and I'd put those uh, peach baskets up at 12 feet because I'd never touch the rim. How about you? Uh, wow, that's an interesting. Uh, I've never thought about that very much. I, I would probably like to go back, you know, in time a little bit further than most people would want to go back. And I'd like, I like, I'm kind of, I've always liked the Michelangelo type of person, the guy mm-hmm. that kind of was a universal man that yes. did everything. And I just kind of go back in, 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 in Europe when so many changes are going on and he was kind of the, the intellectual leader of that. That might be my guy. Well, you are a Renaissance man. Yeah, that's true. Um, Chick, Chick, do you have any uh, moment at all? Yeah. Well, I'd like to say that if I could go back and be anybody, I think I'd like to be Marilyn Monroe. Oh, really? I, yeah, she had a real. Ex- no, 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 not that I want to be her. Right, I just right. thought that it would be exciting because she did a lot of stuff. Yeah, I think you need to keep that to yourself. All right. Well, Coach, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to check in with us. Um, this has been uh, Coach George Carl, uh, in my opinion. Uh, just uh, the greatest, greatest basketball coach, and we and we miss you so much up here in the Northwest. All right, so you just uh, uh, you just you know just take care of yourself. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate all the kind words, and uh, hopefully we'll get a team back there, and I'll have a chance to be a part of it. We certainly hope so. Take care. Bye bye.
For a genuine musical treat, tune in to the, the Spud Goodman Show, radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty. All right, uh, please welcome our special musical guests for the evening, Jamie Nova. Uh, Jamie, you have some musicians with you also, so why doesn't everybody identify themselves and their instrument of choice? I'm Chris. I'm playing the djembe tonight. Rick cool. Friel on the bass. Hey, Rick. Uh, Jamie Nova, acoustic, right. guitar, and vocals. And JT Phillips on guitar. All right, JT. Super. Okay. Um, Thank crowd you. goes Thank wild. You. That's Thank right. you so much. <laughs> They're packed in here tonight. Um, so, Jamie, I should probably toss out that previously you were the lead singer in one of the most popular tribute bands around, Hell's Bells, and an, an all-not-male band, right, that celebrated ACDC. Is that correct? Yes, uh, 2005 to uh, 2011. That was that was fun. Super. Um, I'll bet it was. So you guys, you guys toured all, um, like a lot of places, right? Like all over. Uh, yeah, all over the U.S. Uh, yeah. Alaska. We went to Singapore. Were you was, big in Japan? I. You know what? They did play Japan before I got in okay. the band, but all I right. didn't ever get a chance to go back. But you know. All women doing anything kind of goes over well in Japan, I think. Gotcha. Hey, I should probably also touch on the uh, everybody's in, in different projects, too. So let's go. You're in Witchburn. I yeah. am. Okay. Yes. Uh, JT? I play in the band Clover Jane. Okay, super. I play with Danny Newcomb. I play in a, a Led Zeppelin tribute called Lead Zeppelin. Super. All right. Um, hey, what's the band's most favorite Rocky movie? You have many choices. I'll just say this for the record: mine was was Rocky Four. I enjoyed the interplay between Rocky and Ivan Drago in the in the in the ring. It was moving. But you guys obviously have your own I take. What do you, you think? I don't think you can beat the first one. It was just mm -hmm. so heartfelt, and it was really an, almost like an indie movie. And there was a lot of love and passion, in it, and I think well everybody stated. could relate to it. Okay, super. And it, it invented the sports montage. So Rocky won. There you go. Is it unanimous? It is. Yes. All right, super. Okay, hey, Jamie, what was your favorite breakfast cereal growing up? And, uh, you know, just... I would, first of all, Captain Crunch, except you can't eat more than one bowl because the roof of your mouth gets absolutely shredded. <laughs> That's um, a good point. <laughs> but, and I also loved Life, the original Life. Life. Oh, the health route. All yeah. right, super. And the Frosted cinnamon. Flakes. All right, okay. Other band members, join in? Well, I thought it was Super Sugar Crisp. Super Sugar Crisp is cool because you can get the record on the back of the album and cut it out and play it. The the, uh, the whole bunch of teddy bears playing music. I thought it was really cool. All right. Anything else? Uh, for the record, Jamie had life when she woke up this afternoon. It's true. And, and wow. I vote for life as well. Life I was born. I like rib nuts flakes. All right. Okay. I can't hey, find uh, those anymore. Could I ask you this? Which band member was voted most likely to succeed in high school? And not all of you. I know that for a fact. So which one of you, if any? None of us, right? No, I was. Oh, Jamie. Most likely to succeed in Hollywood. Oh, well, <laughs> not Hollywood. I'll take Seattle. I, you know, I'm more proud to make it in Seattle than. Okay, well, super. Well, what's the, what's the um, name of the first song you're gonna do for us? Uh, the song is called "I Love You." I'd love to hear it. Let's do it. All right.
Chick will be right back after this brief intermission.
here's Spud and Chick. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Spud? 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 Your mother's on the phone, Spud. You might want to talk to her. If she's calling about my enjoyment of Pepto, I'm not in the mood. I do love, I love you, Mom, but it's just, it's just... My baby, who I almost died giving birth to. You need to know how concerned I am as your mother. You may think you have oh. this under control, but just remember, I do. Your father and his son is a peanut brittle. It really got Sparky. out of hand there for a while. Look, mom. Sometimes a man has to do what a man has to do. You probably don't get it as a woman. Men develop a connection with things, and you know it gives them a sense of well-being. Pepto is my comfort food. But it has no nutritional value. At least you could have went with mac and cheese or hagen double chocolate fudge ice cream. Mm, yeah, and I'd probably be dead from a heart attack by now. I mean, come on. I, I get comfort from something my, my gamma gave me when I was a baby. I still have my, my blankie. It's in my bedroom. It's, it's kind of falling apart. Really? Kind of like a bundle of threads now. But but I know, I know that I can get along with that. I know this. But sometimes it just helps knowing it's there for me. But here's the difference, Fred. I can't OD on my blankie. You are consuming way too much of that pink stuff, and we are all very worried. Right, guys? Guys? It, it took your late father almost choking to death on a piece of peanut brittle before he saw the dangers. And then he cut back considerably in his later years. Okay, look, if I go downing Pepto-Bismol, well, I can't think of a better way to check out. Okay, Enjoying something that gives me extreme pleasure. In my sleep? Think of how many TV shows you will miss, how many new kinds of pizza, pizza hut you'll be never tasting, how disappointed yeah, well, you'll be missing. You can't the, prevent you'll be everything. You'll the season the Mariners finish over 500. We'll never yeah, know well, that's when that is. the air at this you know, point. I'm waiting for Pizza Hut to come out with a honeycomb pizza. Would that be cool or what? Okay, look, I, I appreciate your concern, Mom, but and I'll give it some thought, but you need... To understand, when I say I don't have a problem, I mean it. I got this, okay? And if, and if it ever gets to the point, I'll do what's necessary. I got to go now. And oh, by the way, I can't make it over tomorrow to do your recycling, so I, I guess you're going to have to take your stuff to the dump next week. So don't worry about it. I will, I'll will. i take care of it. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for trying. Okay. I, I love you. Toodles. All right. Hey, yeah, now we're going to go to my clip of the week. And this one's a bit unsettling, as just two weeks ago, you know, we sang the praises of the Reverend Pat Robertson yeah. for his common sense advice. For once, to, to, to creationists, you know, everywhere, the, to wise up and accept the fact that, yes, the earth was not created 6,000 years ago. No, that's no. So Reverend Robertson, you know, tossed out a rough estimate. And I think, um, you know, I think he said it was like a few billion years, which is close enough to the actual age of 4.5 billion. But anyway, now he goes out and puts out another one and he pulls this, you know, he, I don't know, it's, it's advice to parents or something or family members. And, you know, and he's advising them, uh, parents of gay gay children to maybe not make them feel too loved and accepted before, you know, so they wouldn't then experience the full force of societal pressure to become straight. So I guess don't show them too much love is the gist of it. Nice piece of advice, Rev. Let's roll it. This is Carol, who says, my niece just graduated from a Catholic university and has now come out as a homosexual. How should I, as a Christian, respond to the situation if and when I meet her partner at family functions and at holidays? Well, the last thing you want to be is judgmental. The last thing you want to be is judgmental. But at the same time, you want to, you want to be loving and warm and let them know that you love them. But, 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 
You cannot accept it. You cannot accept it. You cannot be an enabler. If they're living together as a homosexual and you're a Christian, you cannot say, I, I accept this lifestyle, lifestyle, lifestyle. Right now, there's an incredible barrage of, uh, of activity forcing people to accept, forcing people to accept the homosexual lifestyle. Well, do we accept uh, adultery? Do we accept fornication? Do we accept immorality? Is that something we're going to be forced to do? Well, the answer is no. I don't think we ought to be accepting of it. But you need to always have love. You need to always have love. Yes. Uh, you know, there's some homosexuals that have enormous capacity for artistic expression. That you know, you find a lot of this in the homosexual community. Yes, for upset stomach, always get this wonderful pink liquid in the triangular bottle. Hospital tested Pepto Bismol. Uh. <laughs> Once again, here's Chick. They are intelligent and highly trained. Spud, Spud, you can't continue to avoid this issue. We, your loved ones, won't allow it. Your, your cousin Samuel is on the line, and he wants to speak with you. Spud, are you listening? I certainly hope so. You know you well, are an important part of my life. Choice. If See? anything happened to you, I would have no outlet for my meteorology. Though right now, you continue to ignore what I could bring to this show okay. each week. Right. With an extended right. weather right. forecast. But that's a discussion for another day. Yeah, I, like another day in another decade, okay? Ow. You're really worried about me enjoying my Pepto. You too, huh? This is a joke, right? I can Seriously? assure you, we are not joking around here. Good, a Samuel. human can only consume so much Pepto-Bismol before certain things occur. I read this article on Sanjay Gupta's website, the doctor on CNN. Sanjay yeah, I'm familiar with Sanjay Gupta. can not only stunt your growth, but it can also cause impotence. Spot, I know that should get your attention. Uh, I did not know that. All right, Good uh, job, Sam. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Chick. Sanjay feels dependence on Pepto can all also lead to an enlarged gallbladder. So that's, that's not an issue because I had my gallbladder taken out like years ago, and I still don't really know why. You know, they, they were taking something else out, and they just took it too. Well, what is stop. the question? It's kind of, I don't sort of miss it. But. Spud, just get it together, okay? If not for you, then for all of the people who care about you and would be deeply disappointed if something happened to you and you no longer could do your radio show. Yeah, yeah, that would not be cool, Spud. You really need to think about someone other than yourself when you go to Costco and buy those cases of Pepto-Bismol. I mean, what are we supposed to do if you keel over one day, huh? I mean, I, I would be prepared to step in and host a show, but I know our executive producer, yeah, Ms. Lori Madsen, happen. would probably bring in some young hip kid to help with our 18 to 20 demographic. Hey, if I die tomorrow, she sure as hell better not bring in some brat kid with perfect hair who can fit into like 31, 32 pair, you know, a pair of skinny jeans. If those skinny jeans fit him, like, oh, I, that would just, that would, that would, that would be my worst, my worst nightmare, my worst nightmare, my worst nightmare from I the grave. Go work on my forecast. For All right, I gotta get, I gotta I get out of this thing. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. All right, I gotta go. Let's. Uh, you're out of here. I right, cut the call, please. I'll say a prayer for you, Samuel. Bud, we got a call. Gotta take it. All right, super. Uh, is this Reggie? Yes, it is. Super. Well, please welcome actor Reggie Lee, currently a member of the NBC series Grimm and a veteran of many films such as The Dark Knight Rises, Drag Me to Hell, and Safe, among many others. Uh, how's it going, Reggie? 
It's going well. I think I think the weather here in L.A. is kind of like, what's the weather like there? It's not bad. Um, now, Reggie, Reggie, you've been in a lot of projects that are not warm and fuzzy. Do you feel more comfortable being in stuff that scares the crap out of people, or would you rather be doing I know, like, right? romantic I know. comedies? <laughs> what would you rather be doing? It's crazy, but you know what's interesting is I played like I played so many bad guys and 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 buttholes. It's it's crazy, but uh, you know, Grim is the first. I think it's one of the first characters that I've played that is actually kind of a nice guy, and 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 a sarcastic one at that. So there's a little bit of an edge to him. But um, I don't know, man. I like I it, people choose to put me in that genre, but I love it. I mean, specifically Sam Raimi. I really thought. He has that genre. He has that genre down really well. But yep. he's a really wonderful actor's director. So it's really nice to kind of work with him, specifically in Drag Me to Hell, because I loved I loved seeing how he worked with all the, all the special effects and all that kind of stuff. He's so great at it, you know. But working with him, working on Dark Knight Rises with Chris Nolan, uh, uh, was fantastic to see him do all that stuff. Um, I love it. I mean, I love I love doing that kind of stuff. It, it's certainly making that stuff real for myself is kind of. Uh, fun in a very sadomasochistic kind of way really but we all are, aren't all actors Psst. aren't we all that it's fun have you at least given any thought to switching to pepto-bismol light you know less calories it's not toxic uh, they don't make a pepto-bismol light oh. and i don't do anything light okay Regarding the uh, NBC series, as Sergeant Drew Wu, you come across a lot of dead bodies. Do you think the writers will ever run out of ideas on how people get killed? Because the body count's pretty high on Grimm. I know, right? I mean, the body count's pretty high on in Portland, it seems. Uh, uh, you know, I don't... They've got... Listen, they're, they just what? They're over like 200 fairy tales just from the Grimm fairy tales. Mm -hmm. Plus, now they're seemingly encompassing the world with all these different fairy tales. We just did a Filipino fairy tale this past season. Uh, my homeland. But there are tons. They will never run out. They may run out of ways to kill people, but it will, they will never run out of, of, of actually fairy tales and, and those kinds of things in order to, to, to find ways to kill people. So I think this series could go on for a while, which is good for me. Um, hey, Grimm's pretty popular these days. Is it tough to go out to a, like a putt-putt course or a bowling alley and not be bugged <laughs> by fans all the time? Well, you know, it's uh, it, fortunately in Portland, it's it's been great. The fans have been great. You know, they'll they'll come up to you, but they're very nice and they're very sweet. Uh, L.A. No one cares because everyone's an actor. Right. But uh, anywhere else, yeah, it's 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 amazing the fan response. It's been um, it's been crazy. You know, so it's it's nice. Uh, and I always try to entertain people that come up to me because it's. I, I always remember being a kid and going, oh, if I ever met that person, I wonder if he would be a jerk. Well, <laughs> so I don't want to be that jerk, you know? So it's it's nice because I always ask them their name and, 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 you know, try to strike up a conversation. They're just human beings, right? So, uh, but yeah, it is nice. It's, we, we It is hard to kind of go out on the street these days, especially for David Gentoli. Right. Not so much for me, but for David, yes. But for me, yes. I, and I go to, you know what's interesting? I go to like uh, Europe and it's crazy there. So um, it's it's it spans worldwide, which is pretty wonderful. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. Will you please quit cracking your knuckles? At least until I'm done with this interview with Reggie. I, I'm sorry. Was that me? I, I didn't know I was doing that. What's been your most memorable moment as an actor to this point? Because if you want to keep that confidential, you can make something up. My my talk show contract <laughs> says I have to at least ask this question. All my guests. As an actor, man, you know what? I think it was. Uh, 
when I got Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, they said, "Oh, you're going to be flying to the to the to the Caribbean in three days." I got out there. Literally, I don't think I'd really ever been on a prop plane. Got on a prop plane, flew to St. Vincent, and I, you know, got off this prop plane. They got me in a car, and we drove out to the beach. To the to, to the beach, got me in a little raft. And as soon as I rounded the bend of the mountain, all you could see were like you could see the black pearl, this like blue ocean, the black pearl pirate ship, and just all these characters dressed up in like British soldier uniforms and pirates. It was pretty freaking amazing. I got off. My first scene that I did was with Johnny Depp and Jeffrey Rush. Yes. So that I think has to be probably I will never forget that moment. I, I remember it's that. Just, Right. So it was it was um, it was pretty it was pretty amazing. That has to be like, you know, just starting off. Now I'm a jaded old actor. So that's, you know, <laughs> there's that. But uh, that's, you know, you, you'll never forget that first moment when it's 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 with the big wigs playing with the big wigs uh, was really pretty I think fantastic. I think that might be you now, though. I don't know, man. It's, it's, uh, it's you know, yeah, you know, I, it's interesting. I got this award from this um, Asian American group that is one of the biggest Asian American groups in uh, in the country, and it's a visionary award. And I thought, wow, really? That feel like feels like I'm really old and about to end my career. But uh, it's you know, it's 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 interesting. I think we are kind of like hopefully. Uh, Aspiring these these young group of, of, of Asian American actors to, to start in the business and, and see that it is something that they can possibly do for a living. Okay, well, tell you what, Reggie, uh, we really want to thank you for taking your time out well, thank of you. your busy schedule and thank your people for uh, free. Well, thanks you up. for having me, man. Thanks for having me. All right, well, tell you what, Mr. Reggie Lee, and we want to thank you and hopefully we'll talk again. Thank you so much. Absolutely, man. Thanks, you guys. I appreciate it. See ya. The Spud Goodman Show. It has some merit. Okay, once again, our special musical guest, Jamie Nova. The song's called Smoking and Drinking. Drinking 
Before I go to bed This is the Spud Goodman Show I'm still not over my surprise Spud, 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 Spud We got a call and I believe it's Omar Uh, Hey, is this Omar Dorsey? It sure is. How you guys doing? Super, super. Uh, where are you at now? Sounds like you're. Uh, sounds like you're breathing. Uh, wh- what are you doing at the gym or what's what's up? Man, I'm hiking up here at Ryan Tang and down here in L.A. Man. Yeah. Okay. Well, outside it's uh, seven ish. Uh, I don't know what time is it. Sometime after seven now, and uh, it's raining here. So, or is it raining? Maybe it's not raining. I don't know what the hell it is. It's but anyway, really uh, you're rubbing it in. So. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Well, I want to tell my listeners, please welcome film and TV star Omar Dorsey. Omar's been in Django Unchained, The Blind Side, and many TV series. Not the least of which is my third favorite all-time show, Eastbound and Down. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Thanks for checking in with this. Uh, yeah, and with me is my longtime co-host, like I said, Chick Hunter. Chick, you have four seconds to say hello. Hello. Okay, you're off the clock. All right. <laughs> Almost made. So, uh, what's up with the hiking thing? Are you, you sound like you're are you in the physically fit kind of thing? or? I'm trying to be, man. I used to be, and I messed around and got fat. So, you know, I, I was really, I was physically fit until I, until I did Django, and I went down to New Orleans for five months. It was Ooh. eating beignets and mm. eating po' boys. And, you know, it's hard to get off, um, you know, the older you get. But yes, I'm getting does. better now. Yes, it getting, does. Yes. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, uh, uh, I was just curious. Uh, so, you, do you have, you have, you have uh, children, right? You have... Yeah, two daughters, one fourteen and one ten. Okay, super. I'm so, sorry. So, what I want to know: Do you like to have to go to like back to school night and stuff, like uh, like as as a star, like that normal people have to do? Man, yeah. You know what? The thing about it is, um, the schools that my daughters go to, my my, my, my oldest daughter goes to a a, a a media art school, so they just love East Mountain Down. So they just, you know, the kids love East Mountain Down. Oh yeah. So they love to hang around me and. The, but my youngest daughter goes to a, a, a charter school, and those people, the parents of that school are way more famous than me, <laughs> so they don't care anything about me. You know, I wonder if People or Us magazine is ever aware of uh, all this, you know, like the, the, the normal everyday stuff instead of like just doing shoots at, uh, uh, you know, uh, at, you know, ritzy places on yachts and stuff. But you guys have to do regular stuff. That's that's something. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's crazy. That's what I'm saying. It's like, um, like, 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 like I said, my, my kid was in elementary school. I'm like, man. Dude, you've been on television for thirty years, or you're the, like the producer of a uh, you know, battleship or something. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's and so it's, just, it's normal stuff, man. And they're carpooling too, just like everybody else, huh? Right. They sure are. They right. sure are. You know, and it's like my my daughter's uh, best friend. Her dad is like his big um, comedian. I never see him because he's always on the road, but I see his wife all the time. Okay. So right. you know, yeah, man, it's real crazy. <laughs> Spot, I got a knot in my shoelace. Help. You need to wear the Velcro shoes your mom bought you. 
but they light up on the heel. It's embarrassing. So uh, you, you, you in Django, you played uh, Chicken Charlie. Uh, very obviously an amazing movie. I was looking at the cast, though, of that film, and it seemed to be longer than the landing party at Normandy in 1944. Did, when you had a table read, did Quentin have to rent out the Staples Center or the Coliseum on a nice day? <laughs> we didn't even have a table read, man. Oh, oh. But it was a... But, bro, we bet... I mean, like, we were... Um, in, in, in the hotels in New Orleans, we took over a whole hotel. I believe that. You know? Yeah, man. It, but, hey, Quentin gets what he wants, man. Was that was that as wild of an experience? I mean, uh, you know, just looking at the film, uh, you know, I know I know he's not exactly a uh, he doesn't do things conventionally. Let's put it that way. So, how wild was it? Uh, you know what? Actually, he does things like movie making wise. He does things the right way, like the way the old school guys did it. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. But um, man, it was that was the best experience I've ever had. It's not the wildest experience. East Island Down was the wildest. Okay. Well, it was it was number two. Hey, Spud. Spud, can you give me change for the bus? I just gave you a quarter yesterday. You sound like my mom. Um, yeah. Hey, what's been your most memorable moment to this point in show business? I have to ask that question. Everyone knows this is my, my contracted question. I have to say it. My most memorable moment, yep. man. Like, honestly, can I be very honest with you? It's like when I was going to my callback for... Um, for Django Unchained, and I was going into the bathroom, and and Quentin was walking out of the bathroom. He said, "You're Omar Dorsey, man." He said, "Man, I love watching your work, man. I damn near wanted to cry, dude." I was like, "Really? Like you know my work? You know?" And that was like a memorable moment to me, man, because he's my favorite director. You know? Uh, yes. Makes your heart yes. go pity yeah. cat. Uh, yeah, like man, like I'm like, dang, somebody's watching. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Very yeah. cool. I just want to tell you, we really appreciate uh, you taking time out of your walk, your hike, or whatever. It's You're getting more exercise than Chick and I, let me tell you that. Uh, okay, so uh, you got anything you want to say, Chick? Uh, yeah, just we're just sitting on a couch, and you're doing it all for us. Appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> no doubt, guys. All right, Omar, you take care of yourself. Hopefully, we'll talk to you again, all right? All right, for sure. All right. All right, bye-bye. Take soothing Pepto-Bismol and feel good again. Spud, we have a caller holding. Okay, fine. Caller, you're on the air. Whoop-de-doo. Yeah, dude, you need some help with your little habit. I've been there, you know. See? See? Now, another one? Another one? Yeah. I'm just fine, caller. Uh, is there something else on your mind, though? Tell him. Tell him. I hope no, so. No, no, no. Are you gone? I can help you out, you know, because I've had a little dalliance with that pink stuff for maybe four years after college and all because it was Tums to start from all the coffee and the yeah, fast food and the late nights and then I made the move to Pepto tablets and they did the trick for a while yeah. and then I thought I would stop there but of course it did. I hate those pink tablets. They're gross. Hey, it never ever did the tablets. They're for pussies, never? right? Well... Well, look, you know, after that, I graduated to the pink liquid, like you, you know. And at one time, I was up to two and a half bottles a day. Life was great and all, but my gastrointestinal specialist said that one of my stool samples looked like it was pickled by Monsanto. But do you really know what is actually in Pepto-Bismol? You know, it's really nasty. It's got They use it as mosquito repellents in South America and motor oil in Southeast Asia. It stops oil leaks cold. Yeah, well, you, you think I haven't heard these scare tactics before? I don't believe them at all, number one. You know, people may think too much of it can be bad for you, but I'm here to say it's a wonderful beverage. Yes, for upset stomach, always get this wonderful pink liquid in the triangular bottle. Hospital-tested Pepto-Bismol. So I would not be surprised to soon see Dr. Oz jump on board soon and start pushing it on his show. You watch.
Well, no. Well, you see, I thought it was too be- good to be true myself. You know, you know, it was making me feel ten to fifteen years younger. And then right. I hit the wall. I learned the truth, and see, this is an evil creation tell put him, out by a multinational corporation only interested in your continued consumption uh, of this product. That sounds like Coca Cola or Budweiser. Who makes who makes Pepto Bismol anyway? Well, look, I tell you, the real people behind yeah. it, not the phony information put yeah. out by these cartels, shadow figures. Uh-huh. Well, look. If I told you, if I said it Caller, on the I gotta air, go. I got to end the show, all right? I got to go. Security measures, so we'll have to discuss it off the air. Be safe, man. All right, I got to go. Hey, uh, you know, I must say, I, I do feel somewhat harassed here. I want to state this. It's just too much. You know, you know, life's short, life. and if a man wants to enjoy a little beverage, they should be able to do so in peace. Everyone has their drink of choice. Mine, you know, maybe isn't some fancy microbrew or come from some upscale winery. Oh, okay. It's all about moderation, but we all feel you need to get some help now to get this thing under control. I'm there not going groups. to any 12-step program Go for my fondness of Pepto-Bismol. That's ridiculous. I have it under control. Right, right. Can I ask you why you've recently gone from the 8-ounce bottle to the king-size 16-ounce one? That's a warning sign right there. I switched because it's a better deal, okay? Ah. Like at McDonald's, how can you not supersize your drinks for a couple cents more? It's a no-brainer. It's not a sign of a problem. On one, back me up on this one. Am I right or am I right? Um, huh? well, so I I think, um, what was huh? the question? Oh, we all talked about this before the show on one. Do you, do you remember our meeting confronting Spud about his problem? Come on, he listens well, to you. See, I, I, I still don't get it. What What's yeah. all the fuss about? I mean, who cares yeah. how much that stuff he swallows? Absolutely. He's a big boy. Thank Whoa. you. Just what Spud needs now, another enabler. It's just, okay, it's can sad. anybody in the band help me out here? Last time I heard of that stuff was in grade school. I remember it tasting pretty good, though, in a chalky kind of way. Who am I to judge? Uh, Thank you, fine. Mr. Freel Thank from the you, band. Thank you, Mr. Bass, man. All right. Um, help so, there. you know, it's it's really weird to sit here and listen to others talk about you like you're not even here. You know, this this conversation's over. You know, and I just want to be aware. Everyone's concerns, I'm aware of them, and uh-huh. I'm going to cut back a little. And now I just need to close the show if you don't mind. Okay, well, if you won't go inpatient, will you at least consider outpatient No! Treatment? I'm Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and adios. Once again, here is Jamie Nova.
You have just heard a reasonable facsimile of a radio program. If this was not a real radio program, you would have been instructed to go to another website in hopes of finding one. The Spud Goodman Radio Show represents the last line of defense in our ongoing battle to rid the world of generic entertainment. Get involved. Together we can make a difference. The show was written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen and associate producer is Derek Schneider. Live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Occasional musical commentaries by the folk singers in hell. Check out Spud's TV stuff on YouTube, his radio stuff on iTunes, NWCZ, or SpudGoodman.com, and follow Spud on all types of social media. Believe me, he's finally getting the hang of this stuff. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of this station, the sponsors, or any other living being except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. And remember, next week's show will be brought to you by the Norwich Pharmacal Company, makers of Pepto-Bismol. to the Spud Goodman post-show report. We will now perform an autopsy of tonight's episode. Here is your host, Ivy Quinn. Hi, I'm Ivy Quinn. Welcome to the Spud Goodman post-show report. The show with the most Spud Goodman post-show report content that I'm aware of. As always, we have our amazing panel, Derek, David, On One, Nevin, and the opulent Chick Hunter. And tonight, we also have a very... Very special guest. Who's that? It is Ed Bennett. He is the current number one fan of the Spud Goodman radio show. Only Mm. because the other one died. Also, thank you very much to uh, Jamie Nova and her band for sticking around. Yeah. Um, Chick. Huh? Now, I realize you were doing your best, and maybe if you would have invited me to your little intervention meeting planning situation, I could have helped you out, but... um, this whole thing with, with, with Spud and uh-huh. his Pepto? Yeah, okay, he has a problem. We know that. But did you even consider what the underlying causes might be? You got to go that far back to fix it? Well, and again, maybe if I'd have been invited to the planning meeting or the intervention, we could have oh, talked about it. So this is about but, you. But no, really, I just want to help. Did, did, I, I, I did a little research, uh-huh. and, and I think that his underlying problem is possibly emetophobia. It, yeah, I think I, you're right. I think he has a severe Definitely fear does. of vomiting. I notice that all the time. And maybe if we address that, we can properly start addis- addressing his issue and, and maybe solve his problem. He's scared to chuck. I, I think it's true. Huh. But, you know, you know, I don't know. I, I, just, I just did some research and stuff quickly. Well, he'll so. never be bulimic then. Probably not. Yeah. That's a good thing. So, anyway, next time, maybe think of me. I will. I'm sorry. And I already did that. And first up tonight musically is then sub-pop recording artist Tad with Jinxed. Yes. Currently, Tad Doyle has a new band, Brothers of the Sonic Cloth, who will shortly have their debut record out as he is in the final stages of production at Witch Ape Studio. After Jinxed, we have the British band Public Service Announcement with Everest. (laughs) 
Once there was a mountain called Peak 15. Nothing was known about it. But in 1852, the surveyors found it was the highest in the world, and they named it Everest. Nova and her amazing band. Can you guys reintroduce yourselves just in case we've got some new people tuning in? 
I'm Chris Kiger playing djembe. Rick Friel on the bass. Jamie Nova, acoustic guitar and lead vocal. And JT Phillips, guitar. And Jamie, that's a 12-string guitar, too. Don't, don't sell yourself short there. It is, it is. It's yeah. a breed love 12-string. It's Come on, you can do it. You can do it. <laughs> well, thank you for sticking around. I understand you have some music for us. Yes, uh, we have a great song called Relinquish. Cool.
Goodman post show report. Wow, you guys are spectacular. I mean, truly spectacular. How did you find each other? Well, I was really blessed. Um, I played a lot of shows with Rainstone from Clover Jane and Jar of Flies, and JT plays with him. So uh, we'd done a whole bunch of solo shows, and JT just one night was like, Hey, do you mind if I like get up on stage with you? And I was like, of course. <laughs> Say no, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we played a few shows together. Sit down, and then, JT. Uh, sit down. <laughs> uh, Dana Sims, who's the drummer for Witchburn, actually introduced me to Rick Friel. Um, and he came in and listened to a few songs and was like, yes, yes, I want to do it. And I was like, All Super. Right. And then later on, um, we were missing a drummer and we had a great show at the Crocodile. And so... JT was like, hey, I know this awesome guy named Kiger, Chris Kiger, who plays percussion. And what do you think about him just like coming in to fill in for a show? And I was like, do it. And uh, we had a rehearsal and we played the show. And I was like, um, I'm stealing you now for the rest <laughs> of your life. You are mine. Lock you guys just come together really magically. And I was listening to you earlier today. And I mean, there's just a depth and kind of a vastness that when I listen to it, it, it just, it's, it's like epic and not like epic. Like everybody says, Ooh, that's epic. But like in the tales of Gilgamesh and Beowulf, it's like, I imagine you guys jamming and roaming in a state and playing polo on the back of albino tigers yes. and then jamming some more. So albino exactly tigers. Sounds about right. Yeah, Don't forget that, unicorns. Actually, that, I, I was thinking the same thing too. It, it's you're, it's magical. I mean, you guys just have a great sound. Or maybe we're all on mushrooms. I'm being shown a very impressive container that may or may not have beverages in it that has a an epic unicorn, unicorn. and it looks like it's um, an it's ebony magical, magical unicorn yes. that may also be involved in some of the polo. Yes. So thank you very much for staying and for giving us uh, exposure. I mean, God, great sound. Do you guys have any upcoming shows that we can see you at? We're playing at the Triple Horn Brewery this Saturday night. 
Okay, cool. What time? 9.30. 9.30. All right. So if you have the chance, I think you should go see them. 9.30 Saturday at the... Triple, Triple, Horn Horn Brewery Triple Horn Brewery in Woodenville. In Woodenville, because they're really good, you guys. Um, really, really good. Thanks. So thank you again. And I believe now we're going to be moving to our first clip. It's that time again. Derek. Ivy. Hi, Derek. How are you? Hey, doing good, Chick. How are What's you? What's new? I'm doing fine. Oh, you know, there's lots of stuff new. Like this uh, first highlight that we have, we have a clip from uh, Spud's George Carl interview. And, you know, uh, Spud switches it up a little bit and goes for a deep, thoughtful question that I think all of us at one time or another in our lives have given some thought to. So let's roll a clip. Wow. All right. Um, Okay. Last question, Coach. Um, If you could step into a time tunnel and spend 24 hours as anyone in the history of the world, who would it be? For me, it'd be like James Naismith, and I'd put those uh, peach baskets up at 12 feet because I've never touched the rim. How about you? Uh, wow, that's an interesting. Uh, I've never thought about that very much. I, I would probably like to go back, you know, in time a little bit further than most people would want to go back. And I like, I, I'm kind of, I've always liked the Michelangelo type of person, the guy mm-hmm. that kind of was a universal man that yes. did everything. And I just kind of go back in, in 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 Europe when so many changes are going on, and he was kind of the, the intellectual leader of that. That might be my guy. Well, you are a Renaissance man. Yeah, that's true. Um, Chick, <laughs> Chick, do you have any uh, moment at all? Yeah. And so we're back. That was my we bad. Had, I dropped um, something onto the it keyboard. It was just as we a little rolling. bit of interference. <laughs> so uh, I'd love to hear your guys' answers. Uh, panel, Ivy, uh, Marilyn over there. Mm-hmm. Where would you like to go in history? I'd like to go in the future because that will eventually be Ooh. history. And I want to have some That's sort of too deep power, me, like I an X Men mutilation that makes me cool so you'd be writing history before it happened do a little research dude time is an illusion what i can't imagine that what about you uh dave's uh to which name is that uh (laughs) i believe you pluralized it so just go for it so we'd have to come reach an agreement first or if you guys want to, no, you. Have I don't know to. if you. Could. I'd, I'd like. I'd like to go back to 1970s LA and tour the Glasshead Bong Company. I think that's something that On One would probably want to do too. Well, I think it's nice you guys found something to do together. What about our special guest Ed, number one current number one fan of Spud Goodman? Well, hello there, world, Detroit, Florida, and other places in between. Hi, Ed. Hi, Chuck. How you doing? Good. I remember when you guys had the Spud Goodman uh, telethon where you're trying to raise money when you were on public access. Boy, we do that is, all the time. Is we're that, always is trying that to the raise time money. period you'd like to go back to? To hell with right? Yeah, let's start with the beginning. Let's the the heyday of the Spud Goodman TV show? Yeah, when it TV all show? started. That is an excellent answer. Super. Me personally, I'd, I'd want to go back and be in Landon Donovan's shoes in the 2010 World Cup against Algeria. That game-winning goal. You could go and work really hard now and make it come true for you. Yeah, you know, I'm 
twenty. I'm going to be twenty eight next week. So yeah, I got time. I think we have time for some more music. And music. first up, yeah, we have the sixty nine cats with black number one, and then Spoke pulled this one out again. It's a lively little tune by Twink the Wonder Kid, and this is their tribute to an amazing woman who hails from Tacoma, Washington, and is the drummer for the legendary band yep. Girl Trouble. Oh, I've seen her. Who just happened to be featured in a new documentary directed by Isaac Olson titled Strictly Sacred, The Story of Girl Trouble. And that's soon to be available on DVD. So here is Von Bon Wheelie, queen of the big boss beat. She's in love with herself. She likes to talk on her milk white neck. The devil smiles. Now it's your house beat The moon is full Will she trick or treat? I bet she will She's got a date at midnight With no serratu
Majesty, the Queen of the Big Boss Beat, Miss Von Von Wheelie. is the Spud Goodman Post-Show Report. Take soothing Pepto-Bismol and feel good again. The Spud Goodman Post-Show Report with Ivy Quinn will return in just a moment.
Here's your host, Ivy Quinn. Okay, we're back. And as previously mentioned, we have with us a very special guest. It is Spud's current number one fan, Mr. Ed Bennett. Um, I'm not really sure why you're here. Did you win a contest or did you promise Spud an organ or something? You know, I really, oh, I brought these. I thought he'd maybe try, a pep, uh, what is this anyway? I think that's, that's and, is that like the near beer of the antacids? Yeah, it's antacid and it's made by Safeway, so. I can't take this. We can't beat that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can try, but don't enable. And look, he's got a coffee cup that says Spud Goodman's number one fan. His t-shirt says Spud's number one fan. He's got a hat on, says Spud's number one fan. I bet he has a tattoo. Yeah. What's, what, what's the line between fan and stalker? Oh. Will you think about that? I'm going to ask him a question. Oh. You, you, you think about that. Okay. So anyway, that super. Um, when did you first stumble onto the Spud Goodman show? It was back in 1985. I lived in the city of SeaTac during that time, and I was flipping channels on my cable television. And I, what was channel was that? 29 Public Access. And mm-hmm. It was on a Tuesday night, and there he was on. And I thought, wow, this is kind of unusual. And I love the props, the background, the whole thing. The whole vibe. But so it just totally flipped your chicken. It, yep, it just flipped my chicken. Super. What was your first reaction when you watched the show in the early days? Well, I've always liked things that are out of, out of the ordinary, like Dr. Demento. And um, I like things that are just a little bit weird, I guess. Super. So. That is super. I'm trying to give you the authentic Spud Goodman experience. Greetings. You know, since he didn't stick around. Uh, you know. Super. <laughs> um, was there any moment from the shows that you remember that you still kind of really love? or? Well, the time that he had JP and Gertrude on. Oh, yeah. And I, of course, I, I videotaped a lot of his stuff. On and, purpose? Yeah. And yeah. that's how you know he's an authentic fan because he did not TiVo. He did not record. He videotaped. This is back in the ancient 80s, that's though. That's authentic. You know? You know, golden age of cable television, back when we had FM radios and no iPods or internet, you know. It was a magical time, a golden era. That's how my house is now. (laughs) Can we ask you what prompted you to first find the internet radio show and start listening? Well, I started listening to Jonathan Oogie Richards on Monday night, his oh, Mighty Mouth yeah. Blues show. Okay. Hmm. I'm a big blues fan, too, by the way. Super. And uh, I'm also a big booster of Super. Northwest music, you know. Everything from the band that was on tonight to Junior Cadillac to Okay, Wailer, so eclectic, Sonics. yeah. Yeah. It's got the poster right up there, Sonics. Oh, yeah, but but I, I got to know, okay, Ed, Ed, you say that you're the number one fan. Mm-hmm. And you know all this history about the show. Yeah. Who was it? Kiss me, right here on one of our our early shows. Oh boy! Now you got me. Kiss me right here. Say his mom because it will count. Uh, okay, was it? Was uh, you, okay. I'm, well, I'm just guessing. It was. He's trying to go. Mom. He's trying to go specialer than his mom, but you would be technically right if you Let's said his mom. Let's just say right here, she had to lean way over to get the kiss on my cheek. Oh. Shirley Gordon. No. She may or may not have been a kissing bandit. That's right. I believe the correct answer that Chick was looking for was Morgana, oh. the kissing bandit. I haven't washed my cheeks since. Oh. Yeah, must, we need to talk to you that about one. that. <laughs> um, so now, technically, you wear the crown of number one listener of the put, Spud Goodman Dave, radio put the crown show. On him. Put the crown on him, Dave. Are good. you prepared? Looks good. If a bigger fan comes forward. 
Oh, yes. Eventually that'll happen, I'm sure. Well, this is a coronation music here for, Thank for, for you. the crown. <laughs> Where's Bob Barker when you need him? I, I'm sorry. Where's the bouquet? Do we have the bouquet? Okay. I think Nevin was supposed to pick that up. Nevin's so, wearing the sash. What are you willing to do to defend your crown? No. Murder? <laughs> Felonies? Misdemeanors? Yeah. Super. <laughs> okay. The well, tattoo is a big step. Congratulations on well, your you status as you current much. number one fan. We appreciate you. I know Spud appreciates you. Well, I knew I was destined for something. I wasn't sure what, but... <laughs> well, at number one None in anything is not too shabby. And now we're going to send some more music your way. We have Clear Plastic Masks with I'm Free. And then next up will be The Purrs with Loose I've Top. I've seen them.
your host, Ivy Quinn. We're back. Yes, we are. Uh, so a few weeks ago, we played a clip of an uncharacteristically reasonable Pat Robinson ah, talking yes. about how the Surprising. Earth is actually older than the creationists had been saying and that they should back down from that argument. Well, the warm weather has brought out the flip-flops and old Pat is back to his crazy homophobic get-off-my-lawn ways in this oh. week's Clip of the Week. This is Carol, who says, My niece just graduated from a Catholic university and has now come out as a homosexual. How should I, as a Christian, respond to the situation if and when I meet her partner at family functions and at holidays? Well, the last thing you want to be is judgmental. The last thing you want to be is judgmental. But at the same time, you want to, you want to be loving and warm and let them know that you love them. But, 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 you cannot accept it. You cannot accept it. You cannot be an enabler. If they're living together as a homosexual and you're a Christian, you cannot say, I, I accept this lifestyle, lifestyle, lifestyle. Right now, there's an incredible barrage of, uh, of activity forcing people to accept, forcing people to accept the homosexual lifestyle. Well, do we accept uh, adultery? Do we accept fornication? Do we accept immorality? Is that something we're going to be forced to do? Well, the answer is no. I don't think we ought to be accepting of it. But you need to always have love. You need to always have love. you know, there's some homosexuals that have enormous capacity for artistic expression. That you know, you find a lot of this in the homosexual community. Wow. Hey, chick. Huh? Do you know why Sir Mixalot would love Pat Robertson? Because he is a because easy he has target. a big butt. He had a lot of butts in all in of thing. his diatribes. He starts everything off. You're right. With don't judge, and then. But, but, and then every single statement following is how to judge and why one should judge. So, yeah. Yeah. No more Pat Robertson. Music time. Okay, so now we have a band Super. that was on the second episode of Spud's cable TV show in 1985, shot at the Bedrock Lounge, The U-Men with Dig a Hole. And following that, we have Chalk and Numbers with Pretty Colors.
Once again, here is your host, Ivy Quinn. And I think we have another clip. We do. Our final highlight of the night comes from the Reggie Lee interview. And I picked out this little nugget because it's something that I've dealt with as a musician only on a much, 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 much smaller scale. Okay. We'll come up with one eventually. All right, super. Um, hey, Groom's pretty popular these days. Is it tough to go out to a, like a putt-putt course or a bowling alley and not be bugged <laughs> by fans all the time? Well, you know, it's uh, fortunately in Portland, it's it's been great. The fans have been great. You know, they'll they'll come up to you, but they're very nice and they're very sweet. Uh, L.A. No one cares because everyone's an actor. Right. But uh, anywhere else, yeah, it's 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 amazing the fan response. It's been um, it's been crazy. You know, so it's it's nice, uh, and I always try to entertain people that come up to me because it's. I, I always remember being a kid and going, "Oh, if I ever met that person, I wonder if he would be a jerk." <laughs> well, so I don't want to be that jerk, you know. So it's it's nice because I always ask them their name and 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 you know try to s- strike up a conversation. They're just human beings, right? So, uh, but yeah. It is nice. It's, we we it is hard to kind of go out on the street these days, especially for David Gentoli. Right. Not so much for me, but for David, yes. But for me, yes. I, and I go to you know what's interesting? I go to like uh, Europe, and it's crazy there. So um, it's 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 spans worldwide, which is pretty wonderful. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. Well, you got personal assistance to keep the people away to beat them off. <laughs> the stuff anyway, right. So. Is that the word on the street? Yeah, it is. But, uh, okay. Well, Reggie. Uh, so I'm wondering, uh, Ivy, have you dealt with anything like that since coming on as the host of the show? Well, interestingly enough, nope. Super. N- not at all. You know, now that you mention it, nope. Um, but I do have a question for our number one current fan of Spud, number Ed, who's still with us. Reggie Lee has a nice voice. If, if Spud went to rehab, would he be an okay substitution if we could get him? Well, yeah, I think you would. All right. That's Ed Bennett approved. So now we're going to go and listen to Gavin Gus with Come Over.
tuning in for the uh, Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Thank you to Derek, David. It was swell. On one, Nevin, and of course, Chick. Super. And our super yeah. special guest, current number one super. fan. Ed Bennett, thank you for super. being here. Yeah, that'll start a competition. Super. <laughs> yeah, ahead, thanks say, for say, having say me. Say super. super. Say, say ciao, Ed. Super. And, and if you don't ciao? mind, wrap things up for us oh, yeah. and say ciao. Oh, yeah. Be all that you can be. God bless and ciao. The Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Audio engineer, On One, at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our interns are Joseph Haley, Digital Operations, and Nevin Smith, In-Studio Production. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking. Be sure to tune in next week at this time for another adventure in broadcast forensics on the Spud Goodman Post Show Report.